Linoleum. That should be the B-roll. Just you shouting, Linoleum. <laughs> you could hear that? Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Shane. And we're their two dads. Welcome to episode two, the third episode. <laughs> it's true, because we've recorded three. Yeah? yeah. That darned zeroth episode. <laughs> so, uh, today's episode is going to be about whatever the hell we decide. Because I'll tell you what, when we try to script things, it comes out terrible. Toe so terrible. Toe terrible. Toe terrible. It was toe terrible. Toe terrible. Uh, yes. So you may or may not notice this episode is coming out a day late. Um, and that kind of sucks because I know the, the folks who work in my office tend to listen to it mm-hmm. around, no the, my office around the time yet. that it think. is released. And uh, oh boy, that's that tickles. The dogs are actually in here with this one for us, so um, there might be some dogs. hilarious interruptions. Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, it kind of sucks that we uh, didn't get this released on Friday because you know, my office mates listen to it and they usually make fun of us while mm-hmm. they're listening to it, which is perfectly fine. That's cool. I mean, you know, whatever. We put it out there for people to listen to after all. Yeah. So who are know. we to say, don't listen or don't make fun of us. Um, but uh, Wednesday night is the night that we typically record, for those of you who are interested in our workflow. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, what were we doing on Wednesday instead of recording this fine piece of cinematic glory? Or I guess uh, radio wonder? We're not even on radio. Podcastable drivel. Well, I was going to say radiological, but that's clearly wrong. Um, so Wednesday, we spent the entire night desperately trying to get caught up on paperwork. And how caught up did we get? We got all but two forms filled out that we should have had filled out by Thursday. So, And then Thursday we got more. We got um, our regular... So after each uh, lesson we get at least one worksheet <laughs> that we have to fill out. And then tonight, in a, or I guess last night, in addition to that one worksheet, we got a whole packet of stuff to fill out. Yay! <laughs> um. And so we were really proud of ourselves for getting caught up and we're just behind again. So uh, we we had to make a decision and it came down to either we're going to do the podcast and get even further behind on homework or we just needed to bite the bullet and do it. So we we cramped our hands. We actually put on some nice Debussy and Rachmaninoff mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. we did it. And um, then we took up the trash and went to bed. Yeah, it was it was such this a is, fun night. This is the gay agenda, ladies and gentlemen. Taking <laughs> up the trash and going to bed early. Yeah, at, at least that's what was slated on the agenda from our our meetings. Right. Um. The the, the secret gay meetings. Yes, that we all have to go to. So this week, you know, we had we had some pretty heavy classes this week. Um. That I think yeah. last night we needed to not do anything and just kind of decompress after how heavy that particular class was. Um, and I think I was a little disheartened by it, but at the same time, we've gotten some feedback from some of our friends who are in the foster care system and family who have adopted and Mm -hmm. gone through the foster care system that it, it really, there's a possibility for a happy ending to some of these stories. And that, Mm -hmm. that, that kind of, that helped that made me feel better. Yeah, that was, uh really good to hear if you were one of those people who told us that and you know who you are thank you 
<laughs> it made it easier to wake up the next morning. Um, the I I actually um we didn't talk about putting this in the podcast, but I I want you to to kind of bring Ooh, it up spontaneity, right? Here's some gotcha journalism for those of you at home who are into that sort of thing. <laughs> um, Jesse, you made a comment to me. Um, you made it today, but you've also made this observation in the past about the classes that we're going through and i've made many observations about right but specifically uh you related what we're learning to what type of parent you would like to be um so a lot of what they're teaching in the class is i guess positive parenting it's the teaching model which basically means um, that you're constantly teaching the children and looking for teachable moments and behaviors are learned therefore they can be changed exactly that and it's a case by case thing or kind of the mantra for the class um but so a lot of what we were talking about and learning about is um you know making sure you catch kids doing good things so that you can give positive reinforcement enforcement for good behaviors but also you know consequences being immediate and pre-teaching to if you jump across the bed again you're going to get a timeout and here's why that's a bad behavior and let's practice doing good behaviors so i just think it's it goes a few steps further than i had originally thought about when i thought about being a parent but it it um yeah, it seems like a really good model. Yeah, we yeah. um, we've actually talked about we we have several friends that we've observed mm-hmm. even actually kind of parenting in this way, and we should point out parents that haven't been through foster parent training, or yeah, licensing that, that are the ones that we're seeing yeah. doing this, and we also have the uh, the parents that we have seen go through the foster. It's actually um pretty funny. We have um. One of the the nights that we just did was the big role play night where they give us skills that we're supposed to role play, Oof. correcting, and so like we do it three times. The first time is you you engage in a child with the goal of activating a certain skill. Mm-hmm. The skill is activated and the child does it completely accurately and from start to finish, good. Yeah. Or well, I guess. Yeah. So they uh, did what you wanted, and mm-hmm. you're. Re- uh, positively rewarding them verbally and whatnot for positive it. reinforcement yes there um, you go. the second time uh you you get some static with it um the like <laughs> uh for instance one of them was you know okay tell the child to go fold the clothes and this time instead of just immediately getting up and folding the clothes they might roll their eyes or say something under their breath as they walk away. So you're supposed to to stop them and uh, say, you know, hey, you know, I, I know you know how to follow instructions because you've been following instructions with us for six months now. So let's go over the steps to following instructions. You you maintain eye contact. You acknowledge that I've given you instructions. You mm-hmm. complete the instructions. And then you report back to me after you finished what you, you were asked to do. And they go, okay. And then you practice like a small instruction and they you go, hand me oh, that pin on the table okay and and they do that then the third one is the child throws a complete temper tantrum fallout meltdown and mm-hmm. uh watching you're... the people that are going to be our specialists playing the children in this was just amazing it, it was actually like it was amazing and it was funny but i feel like because they've experienced this and mm-hmm. they've been in homes firsthand when these meltdowns occur, mm-hmm. that they they're acting the part very accurately. And I was actually kind of surprised with how 
after I walked through the process, because we, we did these in separate rooms. Couples aren't allowed to go into them together. Yeah. Um, so after I'd walked my child through these instructions again, um, after having the meltdown, it was it was kind of positive for me to hear the specialist come up to me and say, you know, you, you handled that really well. Mm-hmm. You said the right things. You had the right tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is actually just making sure that that you don't, succumb to the escalation that when you're you're the child that you're watching is is just throwing the tantrum to end all tantrums you have to step back and say hold on a second here i'm an adult i don't have to play this game and you don't get in the power struggle you don't get them. into the power struggle because you know when you when you elevate to their level they're just going to jump up above you and then mm-hmm. you have to come up to their level and eventually you hit a ceiling and the yeah. the house burns down and the neighbors like all come out into the streets and there's this big knockdown rumble that you know, turns into a riot and then half of raleigh burns down and then of course if you don't have a house you don't have a license yeah so don't don't burn down your house because you got angry Fostering pro tip of the day, don't burn your, down your house because you got angry. Yeah, I think a lot of people could uh, deal with that. <laughs> so um, aside from classes and everything, we had one super exciting thing happen this past week. <laughs> got to go to Disney World. <laughs> it was Jesse's first time at Disney World. I got a button. It, and what did the button say? First time. Oh, good job, buddy. You... That patronizing Pat was not added in in post. He actually did that. <laughs> um, it was, no, but seriously, it was amazing. It was Jesse's first time. So we were actually there to celebrate my dad's 60th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday, Steve. Not that you'll be listening to this um, because you're currently in the hospital recovering from multiple heart attacks. Huzzah. Yeah. So going into this episode, I'm a little stressed out at the moment. I'm sure you can hear it. In his voice. Probably. Totally. Totally. Anyway, um, so uh, it was kind of cool because we, um, uh, we didn't say that we were coming down. Uh, we had other family meet oh, us yeah. there he that they no didn't idea. say they were coming up. So uh, they were walking through the we hotel. We got to be the first people to surprise him too that was awesome so something to know about my dad uh he has suffered a series of strokes over the last decade or so um and the the last set of strokes rendered him pretty much completely blind he's legally blind um he still has some vision left so we met him in a a very dimly lit hallway and Mm -hmm. uh, i just kind of started talking and you could see the the recognition kind of dawn on his face and finally, he's like, he said, who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Teresa was like, it's your son. Um, <laughs> and then we we kind of ran up with family for the rest of the day, kind of at different locations. Yeah. Um, and it was it, it was really cool to to get to see his reaction to each of them because you know he he couldn't see them coming he couldn't rationalize why they would be there because he had no reason to believe that his family would be there and every time someone new showed up he'd go oh god is there anyone else showing up and no 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 no, this is it this is 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 everyone yeah and then 10 minutes later oh my god it's my sister So um, that actually kind of got us thinking, you know, the these foster kids and mm-hmm. the future adopted kids are going to be coming into our families. And, you know, um, 
they're they're going to be part of these families and they're going to be mm-hmm. they're going to have to mesh in pretty well so we thought we would take a little bit of time to just talk about our families and mm-hmm. and kind of get to know them and um for our families that may or may not listen because it it turns out more of my family listens than i i anticipated which <laughs> uh makes me have to consider how i'm going to censor myself no i don't have to censor myself my family is like every lovely people just like every other family you want to strangle them so bad but but you love them more than anything so uh you know we, we mentioned we have my dad uh my dad uh lives at home with Teresa, who is my stepmom uh they have been married i think since i was six or seven i honestly can't remember i was pretty young they'll probably correct you on that though i don't think they're one of the ones that listen to the podcast well fair enough yeah (laughs) um we have uh so my mom and my stepfather uh that's robin and jack they live uh well i guess they've lived most of my life in the ocala area down in florida but right now they're living just south of tampa uh because my mom has started her own pest control service and is uh apparently doing quite awesome i see constant updates from her on facebook mm-hmm. if you're really in the cool. greater tampa area she can make your bugs be gone i don't know that that's exactly how she would put it but no probably not <laughs> but robin if you're listening feel free to use that at all i'll only take minor royalties right yeah there's that patronizing rat right again yeah right um so we should start an online counter for that we should just every episode we publish say all right shane said right 16 Get times Get a little bell right ding oh, i love <laughs> that yeah <laughs> anyway um so i i guess Growing up in a divorced family, um, I was actually pretty lucky in a lot of ways uh, because my mother's family and my father's family all lived in the same town. And for a good portion of the time that I was growing up, we lived in that town also. So like we're from Palm Bay, Florida, which most people have no idea where that is. Um, people in Florida, when I say Melbourne, Florida, they go, oh, okay, they have a little bit of an idea. Um, people who are my parents' generation, I say, do you know where the Kennedy Space Center is? We're about uh, an hour south of there. They say, oh, okay. For everyone else, I just say, uh, draw a line from Orlando to the Atlantic Ocean, and we're somewhere along that line. Um <laughs> Growing up, you know, I I lived in the same neighborhood as my maternal grandmother um, and lived a very short distance from my maternal grandmother and grandfather. Uh, so they were all very involved in my life. My aunts and uncles um, and cousins lived in Melbourne and O'Galley, um, which are... Uh, neighboring towns of Palm Bay. I guess technically O'Galley is part of Melbourne now, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Mr. Geography was. <laughs> we, um, when I was going into fifth grade, my, my dad's uh, job took us up to Richmond, Virginia, where I lived for several years. Uh, came back down, we moved to Daytona because my parents' um, parents weren't doing very well health-wise, and we, we wanted to be kind of halfway between them. Um, I'm rambling at this point. My family dynamics are, um, I'll just, I'll, I'll put it this way. I am probably the worst person in the world for keeping in touch with anybody. Um, and 
I I sincerely hope that uh, my family realizes that that's not because I don't love them. It's just that for whatever reason, my mind doesn't say, hey, pick up the phone and call. Uh, so I... I kind of have to struggle constantly with making sure that I pick up the phone and I give someone a call or send a card. Um, and I know that's going to be a little bit, that, that's got to be something that I work on because when we're moving into the foster system, uh, the state of North Carolina requires co-parenting. So the mm-hmm. um, under most circumstances, the child's parents are still going to be very much involved in the child's lives. They'll just be living at our house while this is going on. So I need to be able to set an example for our foster children to reach out to their family and communicate with them on a regular basis. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to, to get better at that. I know my family is probably not the closest family that I know of. Um, there are cousins that I have that I have not seen in 15 years or so. Um, I have a stepbrother who I have not seen since I think I was 11 or 12, really. No, it was much older than that. I was in high school the last time I saw him. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't really have any contact with him anymore. Um, when we were in, uh, Orlando at Disney World, we met up with my cousins, uh, Fred and Kim and their son, Freddie. Hi, Fred, Kim and Freddie. Uh, <laughs> hey guys. Um, who I'd not seen in 10, ten years. years. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt Rena and uncle John, who I, I only see every couple of years were there. And I think what really, um, I think what really touched me the most about it is we were at, at dinner one night and, we were, you know, we were there celebrating my dad's birthday, but they all made a point at some point uh, to come up to me and Jesse and, and and tell us that they were really excited about us moving into the foster yeah, that was cool. care process and moving to adoption. And and that was that was crazy uplifting for me, <laughs> um, just knowing that that even if I haven't been the best at picking up the phone and calling these people to let them know that I love them. And because I, I really do love them. You know, my, my family, even if they're, if they're distant are the best cheerleaders and supporters I have. Um, and I, I think to know that they were behind us, you know, the, the thousand and ten percent that they were, that, that really helped. Mm-hmm. And then that brings us to Jesse's family, who is really bizarre to me for some reason because they've they've not been divorced. I don't think there's been a single divorce in like three generations in and my family. He and his brother are on speaking oddly terms. close. Yeah. So I was actually informed recently that the relationship I have with Trip is uh how is it put? Not normal. We'll get to that in a second. But not in a bad way. Right. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my immediate family uh, consists of my mom, Lynn, and my dad, Phil, um, and my brother, Trip. He married Paige, who is probably one of the funniest women I've ever met. Um, in a good way. not In, in a, a good way. Well, not in a smells fun, funny yeah, kind of way. Like, in a fun kind of way. Um and they adopted two wonderful children. Uh, they are a huge inspiration and source of support for at least me. I'm, I'm pretty sure Shane too, but I don't want Definitely. to speak for him. Yeah. No, yeah, no, they they really are. Uh-huh. I mean, 
I mean, your your brother and sister in law, I think, because they've they've been through this before, they they yeah. understand the paperwork. Um, they're actually the ones that got us into the support group that we're mm-hmm. in. Um, it's actually it's it's crazy. I I never realized it before starting this, but being able to go to someone and just say, "This class in the map class, this one class that we just had to do, is." really hard and emotional and have them go yeah i know because they've been there that makes a huge difference it's also really nice to have somebody just go back to and say man this sucks yeah yeah um having someone that's on that same level as you is just it's great um so i have on my father's side uh there is nana who is grandmother who was married to papa who died when i was four I believe I was four. I was too young to really remember. I'll put it that way. Um, I have my aunt, who is my father's sister, Aunt Elizabeth, who's married to Uncle David, who gave me my cousins, Sarah and David, uh, who are both married to uh, Albert and Carolyn, respectively. Um, and they've all got kids. Uh, and on the other side, I have my Uncle Skeeter, who's my mom's brother. Their parents are granddaddy and Mima, who have since passed and they've got children who are my cousins uh justin and caroline so the caroline carolyn thing was kind of confusing for a bit and then they've got their own children now um so yeah the family's big i don't really get to see my cousins as much as i used to but that's i think mostly because and Elizabeth, Uncle David, and cousins uh, Sarah and David used to live in Raleigh, but now Sarah lives near D.C., and David's moved around a lot because he's a Methodist pastor, but I believe right now he's in Pinehurst? Southern Pines. Southern Pines. I knew it had pines in it. Um, one thing to know about me, I'm really bad with dates and details like that. It's not because I don't care. And names, and colors, eh. and remembering things, and... It's not because I don't care, it's just because my brain is a steel sieve for details. Um, yeah, so, we were always a pretty, well, close-knit family, from what I assume from people with cousins. We weren't like... Uh, you know, family reunions every year with the 30 billion cousins getting together, yada, yada, yada. We didn't have 30 billion cousins, but, you know, I'm rambling. Um, but we did we did get together when we could. Uh, we did get to see Aunt Elizabeth and Uncle David and Sarah and David for Christmas every year. And we still do. And we still do, yeah. We all actually still make an effort uh, for everyone to come into town at one time um, to do it. And uh, I think my favorite time since we all grew up and got married was actually the night we got married uh, because that was when they all came into town for Christmas so they could do their family Christmas, but also to be at our wedding. That was really touching. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we've always done what we could to keep in contact and, and all that. But yeah, my relationship with my brother is apparently a little abnormal. I didn't realize until recently that it wasn't normal for older brothers to invite their younger brothers to their birthday parties, like to slumber parties, to spend the night with their friends and watch movies and play Magic the Gathering and things like that. So, uh, Trip, thanks. It's a little late, I guess, but thank you. Uh, yeah, so we're we're pretty close and have a pretty good relationship. He does his 
yo-yoing and I do my mandolining and We're hoping to eventually stuff. have uh, Uncle Tripp's yo-yo corner. Yeah. Um, It'll be so, great for radio. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that brings us to, I guess, uh, one of the housekeeping points that we want mm-hmm. to talk about. We, uh, we keep having all of these random apostrophes. Lightning has just struck our brain. Well, that must have hurt. That's a hook reference, Mr. Smee there, if yeah, you're uh, yeah. not following. And if you did not know that, I suggest unsubscribing from this podcast immediately. Because we don't want you to listen. No, just kidding. Please subscribe and please share. Please um, listen to our show. <laughs> tell your friends. <laughs> um, we uh, we keep having all these one-off ideas of, of what would be kind of cool things to do. So we're we're thinking about uh, producing small small units of, of mini entertaining episodes, mini episodes yeah uh to just kind of disperse throughout the week um we are also this week kind of scared us of uh, what happens if we miss production at any given time so mm-hmm. there may eventually come a time when we have guest hosts uh and and in the event that that happens um deal with it because yep. we're dealing with things now <laughs> and that was better off ted i um I do have to say, I, I can't wait till we uh, get to use that with children. You know, you, you know what? It's time you dealt with it because we're dealing with things now. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know that I can say that exactly. That might Actually, be a little yeah. harsh. Yeah, that might be a little harsh. <laughs> Maybe after we've adopted them. Maybe. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think really, I'm going to be relying on Jesse a lot to kind of help out. Uh, relating if we end up getting a sibling group because i i have no idea how to do that um and i think a big part of it honestly was that trip and i were interested in a lot of the same things and that made it very easy like i i kind of held this grudge for a while because we played magic for years i didn't ever legitimately beat him in a two out of three game until probably about three years ago and but it didn't matter because it was still fun to play so we could play games and all that together we could watch movies together i think so i think a lot of the whole sibling thing is probably just finding those common points of interest and encouraging the siblings to do them together essentially we're not going to take on more than one hobby so the two of you better figure out what it is you like <laughs> no we could not do that that would be no, terrible we couldn't. all right well it was good talking to you all again really hope that you uh you, you stay in touch i'll i'll try giving you a call later tonight or maybe next week if i if i have the time or i'll remind him I, yeah all right don't forget to uh, post, comment, and like, and share. And there's the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash there2dads. There's also there, number two, dads at gmail.com. You can send comments, requests for topics. Uh, mm-hmm. You can even doodle little pictures and send them to us if you want. We like pictures of dogs and flowers right now. And in fact, if you're listening to this, uh, we're going to do a little impromptu survey. Um just go to the Facebook page and leave a comment of where what social media platform you would be most likely to engage on. Is that Reddit? Is that Twitter? Is that Facebook? Yes, we are going to force you to go to Facebook to do that. Well, there I mean, are better survey methods that we could be choosing, but we're lazy. Like I said, because, impromptu. Because, yeah, it's impromptu, and I think there are a grand total of like six of you that listen. So, yeah. hey! All right. Uh... uh 
Dads Out. Their Two Dads is hosted by Jesse and Shane, produced by Jesse, creative direction by Shane. Special thanks this week goes out to all of our family members who screwed us up just enough to make sure that we are who we are today.